Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 352 of this daily study podcast. And it is officially the final episode of this series or season. Uh, tomorrow we'll start season 4 with our first episode of the Old Testament material, so very, very exciting. I uh, hope you've had a wonderful uh, Christmas season uh, so far. Obviously we still have the, the usual uh, days uh, after Christmas and between Christmas and New Year where you may still be relaxing and celebrating or if you're back at your work or place or whatever it is, hopefully you uh, enjoy and take the spirit of the season with you. Um, as always, on our Monday episode, we're going to take a pause from our Come Follow Me studies to uh, have a look at something else that either I've been studying uh, or um, that someone that is listening uh, has been studying or someone who listens to the podcast has been studying and we share any listener comments as well. Uh, there have not been any listener comments this week. Uh, a lot of people have liked uh, the things that have been shared, which has been nice to see. Uh, but no uh, comments or anything like that. And I'm not surprised by that. It has been a busy Christmas period. Uh, and so um, that's fine. So we'll dive straight into our study then of types of doctrine. Uh, and we've reached the stage now where we've talked about um, the four types of doctrine uh, that are suggested by Anthony Sweat. Uh, we've got um, core doctrine, supporting doctrine, policy doctrine and esoteric doctrines. Uh, and we're now looking at uh, where we get doctrine from. Uh, what qualifies church doctrine? What makes church doctrine an actual doctrine or teaching? Um, at the first of them uh, was, of course, um, harmonised scriptures. So not just the odd verse out of context here or there, but repeated, clear messages from the all four standard works. Um, con- things taught by those constitute a core doctrine. Oh, sorry, not a core doctrine, a doctrine. Uh, another uh, source of doctrine we have is the united voice of the current brethren. And that's very carefully worded, I think, that phrase. United voice being an important phrase there and current brethren being an important um, phrase there too. It says, quote, because the words of the Lord never cease, we look to the brethren to declare his current voice and will, and, and will to his church and people. We do not believe in sola scriptura by scripture alone, but in sola profita by prophets alone. One of the roles of the prophet, as President Gordon B. Hinckley said when he was president of the church, is to declare doctrine. Close quote. So basically, um, statements or um, proclamations or doctrines that are taught by the united voice of the current brethren are deemed as doctrine. Uh, we have many examples of this. Uh, for example, the restoration proclamation we had recently or the the family of proclamation to the world, the document, the living Christ that we've just been studying this last week. Uh, and we have other instances as well where it's not necessarily a proclamation, uh, but there is perhaps a letter by the first presidency and quorum of the 12, or there is direction or teaching given in general conference, which all of the brethren uh, testify of together, um, united. Uh, the, the general conference um, example is probably more um, like the other uh, so another source that we'll discuss in a moment though when we talk about the united voice of the current brethren we're talking about um, statements or uh, doctrines that are taught or given by all of them together at the same time uh, it says quote in a recent enzyme article titled how is doctrine established Loren porter gaunt of church magazines wrote when revelation is doctrine for the whole church it comes to only the first presidency and the quorum of the twelve apostles 
The prophets and presidents of the church can receive a revelation individually that becomes doctrine when it is sustained by the united voice of the first presidency and the quorum of the twelve. Close quote. Um, so that is an important thing to remember there. Uh, to further explain this, um, Anthony Sweat continues, quote, Examples of doctrine pro proclaimed by the united voice of the current First Presidency and Twelve Apostles can include statements such as letters from the First Presidency, official declarations and proclamations, and official handbooks of instruction. There are other books, manuals, publications, or documents released under approval or sanction of the united voice of the current prophets, such as Preach My Gospel. Additionally, there are official announcements made or released under the united voice of the prophets. For example, in the press conference after announcing the change of the mission ages for males and females in October 2012, Elder Russell M. Nelson said of the age change, quote, This has been the subject of much study and prayer. We as a First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve are united in our decision to make these important adjustments. Close quote. So I think that this source of... Um, kind of unified uh, statements made by the current brethren, uh, they are probably more weighted towards policy doctrines, um, kind of changes in church structure and policy and application of things uh, of the, in the work of salvation, uh, which is the mind and will of the Lord at this time for this people today. Um, and as such, um, Whenever we receive a, a letter from the First Presidency or an official um, announcement or um, a new handbook or kind of things like that, we should take note of those because that is continuous revelation. That is new policy doctrines which are important for us in, in guiding us uh, in the future um, as well. Um, the next, uh, and we'll continue on because we've got a bit of time left, uh, the next kind of source of doctrine we have is similar to the previous, uh, but it is but it is very different in a in a unique way, I think. And it is repeated teachings from the current general authorities and officers. So this will be uh, kind of statements made or teachings given about core doctrines, supporting doctrines, policy doctrines, and maybe even esoteric doctrines uh, in general conferences uh, and training videos and things like that. Uh, as well as um, perhaps in state conferences when general authorities come and speak uh, or teach uh, and, and things like that. Um, there may be different uh, focuses where at a certain time all the general authorities are speaking about a specific thing and focusing on a specific thing, such as when Come Follow Me was first introduced, uh, talking about the importance of teaching the gospel in the home. Um, that was an important teaching that was made by a number of general authorities and officers at the time. Um, Anthony Sweat explains, quote, For example, currently many church leaders are making a pronounced effort to increase devotion to the Sabbath day and meaning to the ordinance of the sacraments, with church leaders sending training videos and other materials for church leaders for dissemination in their wards and branches, close quote. This, was, um, this article was written a few years ago, I believe, um, at the time uh, when, so 2016, at the time when, if you remember, there was a big push on making the Sabbath day more holy, of making it more a delight. Uh, and so that was an example, and it was taught often uh, in general conference as well. Um, so this was, um, a, again, another example of something which was made more prevalent and clear and underlined as a key doctrine um, of the church. Again, uh, I would say a supporting doctrine, perhaps, um, 
if I you know had more time to think about it, I might think about it more. Um, as to if whether it's a core doctrine or a supporting doctrine, but uh, either way, uh, it is a doctrine. But I, it's important though, um, and I think this statement is important, where it says repeated teachings from current general authorities and officers. What that does not mean is that we can now, similar to the scriptures, go back uh, and pick out a quote from given by one general authority without the context, uh, and it isn't repeated by other general authorities or officers later on as well. Uh, we can't then use that as a doctrine of the church. Um, and to think of that, that reminds me of uh, things that have been said recently by Elder D. D. Todd Christofferson, um, which uh, says, quote, a single statement made by a single leader on a single occasion often represents a personal, though well-considered opinion, but is not meant to be officially binding doctrine for the whole church. Um, close quote. Elder Neil L. Anderson also said, quote, the doctrine of the church is not hidden in an obscure paragraph of one talk. At one talk, true principles are taught frequently and by many. Our doctrine is not difficult to find. Close quote. So that reminder that yes, statements and teachings given by general authorities are important, but they have to be repeated over a number of times and in clear context to be clearly what the doctrine is, and not just one statement from one general authority a hundred years ago um, di dictating what the doctrine of the church is today. Um, and sometimes that can be difficult for us to understand, you know, because we then say, well, but that, you know, that general authority was speaking you know, but under the authority of their, their calling. So that should be doctrine, right? But we need to remember that the Lord works with witnesses. You know, we know that through the mouth of two or three witnesses, his word will be established. And as such, we have to understand that that is the case with his witnesses on the earth as well. The law of witnesses is a very important point, And that is why repeated teachings by, by a number of general authorities and officers are what constitutes further church doctrine. And we can find that in examples such as general conference or in other times when when these leaders speak um, by under the authority and under the the mantle of their calling, um, so those have been very useful I think and I think along with the harmonized standard works um, we have here three sources of doctrine which then make when you triangulate and bring all those together very clear. Um, what the doctrine of the church is. But of course, there is one other one which we haven't spoken about yet. So next week, we will finish our study on the types of doctrine. We'll look at the final source that we have uh, for doctrine uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as well as the scriptures, the current general authorities and officers, and unified statements made by the current brethren, the, the First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve. Uh, and then we'll also talk about how this applies to us today. Thank you very much for listening. And until we meet again...